0: We're in the middle of a three-part series focusing on Asbury's international missionaries. In today's episode, Adult Ministry Director Robin White and Missions Coordinator Brooke Jackson talk with missionary Carrie Duncan. In 2003, Carrie, her husband Chris, and their four children followed a call to move to Indonesia and helped plant the International Church Medan on the island of Sumatra.
1: We're so excited to have Carrie Duncan here on the podcast today. She is a missionary in Indonesia, and we are just going to hear more about her story and more about their ministry in Indonesia.
0: I'm so excited to be here with you today. Welcome. We're thrilled to have you. Yeah, so we were
1: hoping you could start by telling us just a little bit about yourself, Mm -hmm. your family, and your ministry.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, we are the Duncans, and um, we've served in Indonesia for the past 19 years uh, with our family. We have four kids. Um, gosh, they were pretty much raised there, but now they're um, 28. Um, our daughter's 28 and our son is 25. We have a 21-year-old son and a 14-year-old son. Wow. Um, so we serve in Indonesia. When we first got there, um, we learned the language, we learned the culture, um, and learned... To love the food. Well, we I mean, we love the food. That's like a good and bad because good it's always great to serve somewhere where your food is amazing. But then it's bad because the food is amazing and you eat a lot. And you eat a lot. <laughs> Chris always says, I think I'm the only missionary that I know that goes to the field and we get I gain weight. <laughs> so but um we over the years uh we've been able to be involved in a lot of different things. We've Started out in kids' ministry. We we served in a cemetery that um, had like a feeding program for some refugee kids. Um, we were able to assist in that. And then um, we've been able to be involved in a lot of relief work. If you ever hear about Indonesia, a lot of times it's because some kind of natural disaster has happened or an earthquake or even the tsunami, you might remember, in 04. Mm-hmm. So we would use those um, as opportunities to be able to go into places that we normally wouldn't have access to. And be able to just show the love of Jesus. Um, for example, in this one province um, that had you know a, a really bad natural disaster years ago, we went in and were able to build like a community building, um, so the community could gather and talk about how they were going to rebuild. Or I know that um, we also built a basketball court, so the young people had just some kind of activity to do. And we mm-hmm. gave a lot of basketballs and things like that. But um, and all in ways to be able to to go and, and share the, the love of Jesus. But um, about eight years ago, we had the opportunity and the honor to be able to plant a church. And we planted um, a, an English-speaking church. Uh, it's called International Church Maidan. And um, so that's mainly what we've been really just pouring ourselves in in the, the last eight years. That's awesome. So why Indonesia? How did you end up there? Um, when... When we first felt the call um, to go overseas to be missionaries, we really didn't have a place that, you know, we felt like, okay, this is exactly where you're supposed to go. We kept praying every country we saw or every country we prayed about, we wanted to go there. And so finally on the missions application, when they asked, where do you want to go? We just put wherever the greatest need is and just kind of left it at that. And then we got a phone call and they said, hey, you know, we... Your application is finished, and, you know, we have a placement for you. Would you be willing to go to Indonesia? And we were like, yes, absolutely. And they were so excited, (laughs) like we had just won the lottery or something. And then we get off the phone, and we're both like, where is Indonesia? (laughs) (laughs) And And you had little babies at the time, right? Yeah. Well, we had – when we went the first time, um, our daughter was nine, and our, our boys were six and two. Wow, wow. Yeah. So you yeah. packed up the whole family and yeah. moved to
2: Indonesia. Yeah. After you found it on the map. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah. So what was it like in those early days? It was um it was a different world actually. Um we had just taken a short-term trip uh to El Salvador for 10 days and that was like the extent of our overseas experience. And so You know, Asia is very different. Indonesia is very different. Um, And so, yeah, we have a lot of funny stories. Now, it wasn't so funny back then, but funny stories of language, mistakes, and then just, you know, trying to figure out culturally what was going on and what people were trying to communicate, and then us struggling to communicate and, you know, driving mistakes, getting pulled over by the police. I think my husband, every time we left, he would get pulled over by the police. But just... um, do they yeah. drive on the opposite side they of the do. road? They do. Oh. And the opposite side of the I car. I would be thoroughly confused. The rules are all just different. And so, yeah, it, it was an adventure. It's <laughs> That's the word for it. It's been quite the adventure for sure.
1: So good. So, will you tell us a little bit about ministry as far as like day to day ministry in Indonesia and then with the church?
0: Yeah. Um, right now, with our church, day to day ministry is just um, we meet a lot, you know, with our staff, um, with our team, and just the last eight years, I mean everything when when we planted the church from the time that you know it started in our home um and then when we started m- meeting on a Sunday in you know, in an actual location, um it's just taken off. and so I mean, we me and my husband kind of have filled every single role you could possibly imagine that pertains to church and learning all of it too. So from going, from you know going to um for years being a part of the local church where it's just this little you know wooden building with like bamboo pews and dogs and chickens running through you know to an actual you know like city church it was quite the adjustment but um so our day to day is just we're you know constantly meeting and um yeah just uh, meeting with our team and and keeping everybody you know and Encouraged, motivated to just reach our city and and reach people and and trying to find ways, you know, always trying to be creative and find more ways how we can, you know, provide more doors for people to come and hear about Jesus. Sounds so amazing. Sounds beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So good. I love that, how you're talking about reaching people. I think that's just key and really, really awesome. So, will you tell us a short testimony about just your time in Indonesia and your church?
0: Yeah. Um yeah, because like I said, when when we felt like God was calling us to plant this church, um, it was really a struggle because, you know, we just love being out, you know, in the rural places and just with the local people and just um in the villages and things and reaching the people there. And that was kind of what you know, we had just really just, you know, felt like that's where our our spot had, you know, was our sweet spot. And then we, we just felt like God was, he kept telling us, like, I want you to plant a church. I want you to plant a church. And so long story short, after um, several years, um, it was time for us to, to finally plant this church. And, you know, um, during that time, uh, my daughter was graduating high school and we were getting ready to bring our first child home and leave her. And you know, we love Jesus and we love the call and we love following him wherever he, get, he says to go. But that was a moment for me where, um, I really struggled and, um, me and my husband would always go away for a couple days at the end of the term. Um, it's like a three to four year term and just pray and ask God, what is next? And we did that. And we went to this hotel and we were, you know, going there for two days. And I went with it in my heart and in my mind that I was going to pray and tell God that I'm done. I'm finished here, and, and I, I'm ready to go back. I don't want to part with my daughter, and I've 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 never done that. But in my heart, like that's just where I had gotten to. And so we go and we spend some time in prayer. And God just spoke both to me and Chris clearly. He said, "I want you." when you come back, it's time to plant this church, because we had just really faced a lot of obstacles that term, and it was just a lot of difficult things happened, and so I almost just felt like I was just done altogether, and so we came back to the U.S., and um it's kind of funny because I met you during that time. Well, <laughs> was it during that time?
2: It was. Nice. So
0: <laughs> my daughter, we, uh, we, we got her set up in college, and so Anytime, like during that year, we were here for that full year. So anytime she needed anything, I got in the car. I drove 10 hours to Springfield and I was there for her. And that was really a great, a great year. Um, But I actually even got you know, that part-time job Yeah, at yes. Christmas. We, we worked together in we a part-time did. job. Gosh, that was a long time ago. I know. Isn't it such a small world? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So I got this job, and normally me and my husband, we travel together. But that time I was like, you know, I just want to know what it feels like to be a real American again. So I got this job. My husband was traveling with my three-year-old. My other kids were in school, and then we had added a a child in the meantime. So Gabe was three, and so he's traveling by himself with Gabriel, speaking at churches and things while I'm here with the kids, and I'm working. And during that time, God really just stirred a lot of things in, in, in my heart. And one thing was I just was not satisfied. And I remember one day, it was just like a seasonal job, and I remember just looking around, and I was like, you know, I'm sorry, God, I, I want to serve you. I don't want what I want. And God just kind of had to bring me back to that first love for him. So after that, this whole, um, thing that happened, this is just with me personally, we go back to Indonesia. It was very difficult leaving my daughter. It was probably one of the most difficult times I think in our family's journey. But, um, We left her here and we returned with our three boys. And when we hit the, when our plane hit the ground, I remember me and Chris looked at each other and we said, you know, it's all or nothing. Um, We, living in a country where Christianity is um, the minority and there's other predominant religions, you know, it can be difficult at times to be able to freely share the gospel and know, should I share? Should I not? And you're kind of afraid sometimes of knowing what to say and so we just looked at each other and we said, "You know what? It's all or nothing. We are we're just going to share what Jesus says, share. And if if it's too much, we'll get kicked out, and if it's not enough then or if it's or if it if it if it takes effect if 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 it's received then God will just blow things up." And we did that. Not that we were going to be unwise and do something, you know, stupid, but we did that and we took some time to pray and fast when we arrived and then we just started seeing God move. And just in no time, right when we finished that time of prayer and fasting, and that was with our kids even, even our little Gabriel. He was like almost five at the time. He even joined in that. And right after that, we started just meeting people and people that were broken, and we invited them to our house, and we met someone else. And it was so amazing because I, I can think back at all of a sudden in no time and just, you know, like a few months, we had like 30 people meeting in our home. And it, it was truly like a move of God because we would just read God's word together and they were so excited about everything that we were reading. We would turn on YouTube on the TV and then I would turn like the lights down and hung like Christmas lights to kind of make it a romantic atmosphere. And people just fell in love with Jesus and it was so beautiful and so powerful. And then we got to eventually um, it was time we, you know, we, we knew it was time for us to start having a Sunday service and actually plant this church. And, you know, I was remembering, um, I, I mean, thinking back to one of the conversations that we had, cause we were talking to this team, this was going to be the team that helped us. And some of them were like, why would we do that? This is great that we're having here. Why would we, you know, like, why do we have to do this on Sunday? And a lot of these were, you know, um, they weren't, they didn't. They weren't um, from families of believers, and so this was like their first experience with Jesus. And and one of the guys uh, from Jordan, he was man. God just was moving like just radically in his life. And I remember we had this conversation one day, and he said, he we were meeting as a team, and he said, you know, if you knew that there was going to be this amazing party, you know, it's going to be like the best party that you've ever been to, why wouldn't you want to invite? all of the people that you knew. And I was like, that is so amazing. You know, that like we were we were like, that's what we want the heart of this church to be like. Like one day we're gonna be going, you know, past this world and we're gonna be invited to this party, this banquet. And it's gonna be the most amazing is that, that okay? we've ever been. And why don't we wanna why wouldn't we want to invite everybody that we knew? And so after that, we planted the church, we started having Sunday services in a theater, and people just started to come like and I mean, in a, just a couple of years, we hit a thousand people and I mean it when I say wow. like we were just it was like a train had taken off, and we're just holding on <laughs> just like flapping in the wind yeah. but it's been so amazing because you know we've we've seen you know this church be planted, that it was God's heart, and it was his plan, and one word that like. You know, I I always try to think about, um, like I think about in our, mine and Chris's relationship and our family and in our, I guess our family's testimony is just how powerful obedience is Mm -hmm. because it scares me sometimes when I think about, I could have stayed. It wouldn't, God wouldn't have like rejected me, Mm -hmm. you know? I could have said, hey, you know what? I'm a mom. This is my family. Told my husband, I want to stay here. And- Everything would have been okay, and we would have probably went on and lived happily ever after. But we would have missed being a part of all of these things that we've seen God do, you know. And so, wow,
2: that's gorgeous. And one of the things that you said um, earlier, and and I just jotted this down so I wouldn't forget, is, is you said uh, you just wanted to share um, what Jesus says to share. And you had that nudge kind of planted on your heart, and like you said, you had the choice. You could have stayed, but that nudge just—it seems like it just kept speaking to you. You know, go here, try this, and just just share this. And you just saying that kind of terrified you. You know, like you don't even know what was next. And um, I think that maybe, um, maybe that's just indicative of. of what it means to to follow God, you know, like we don't know. We just feel the nudges, mm-hmm. but we don't know what that next thing necessarily looks like, or what that's exactly going to be like, or all laid out or planned out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just that we just feel like there's just something to share, mm-hmm. and we just have to share it. Yeah, whatever that looks
0: like. Yeah, and it's so true because the Holy Spirit does His work, you know, and we're just a tool in in God's hand, mm-hmm. and. So our just being obedient and just, you know, loving him and and letting him love people through us, mm-hmm. there's power in that. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I think we can make it so complicated when really it's it's very simple. If we love Jesus, and you know, if we, because that's where it starts, we love him. I love him. And that's why I want to go, and that's why I want to serve him, and I want to, You know, do what he's called me to do. And I think for all of us, you know, thinking about the missional verse of um, pray that the Lord would send labors, you know, because the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And that's so powerful when we think when Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. You know, like there's so many Yeah, there's so many people out there. And I, I think about when my husband, you know, when God brought salvation to our family and he was out at that mall and those students walked past him, you know, a couple times and they almost passed him altogether, and, but they stopped because they felt that nudge. They felt like God was telling them to share with him, and, and they did, and they would have never seen it from the outside, but he was so hungry for Jesus on the inside, and he immediately responded and accepted Jesus, and now, you know... I, 27 years later, oh, good. we're still following Jesus. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just those simple acts of obedience. Mm-hmm. If we're, um, if, 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 if we're, um, I wrote the word down. Let me see. Um, I told you my brain misses things. Um, intentional. Oh, yes. If we're intentional. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. If we're intentional, if we're listening, if we're yeah. in tune, yeah. um, and and i like the word intentional because it it also brings in a um an aspect of something that we need to do. You know, God yeah. will put that on our heart, but we have to be intentional about recognizing that. Yeah. And talking to him about it and yeah. figuring out what does this even mean for me, God? Yeah. It may mean going to Indonesia, yeah. or it may mean me just calling somebody and checking on them. Yeah. But what does that mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Um yeah, i i love it. I was thinking about one of our friends even since we've been home. And um, they were having a a difficult time with their relationship with one of their adult children. And so we just met together and, you know, and just encouraged, you know, them to pray about it and just, you know, pray and believe that God's going to restore this relationship. And this has just been in the last couple months and God restored it, you know, and it is so simple, but like, because, you know, a lot of times we just, you know, just think that situations are happening and we kind of maybe get overwhelmed with just being in that situation. And, Mm -hmm. and if we're intentional and believe that, you know, God is who he says he is and Mm -hmm. he does answer our prayers and heal relationships and he's, the harvest is plentiful. There are people that are hungry and that need me and you to be able to, to be intentional and share with them. Tell them, yeah, that's so good.
2: You're yeah. doing amazing work there, you and Chris both. I I'd love to hear your stories.
1: Oh, So, so good. Yes. So how can we support you
0: guys and support your church as you continue? Well, um, yeah, mainly just we're just praying for wisdom. You know, um, there's a lot of transitions that are going on right now, and so praying in those transitions that, you know, God would raise up the right people and the right leaders. There's um, so many needs still because the church is growing and a lot of the people are first-generation Christians. And so um, that's one thing that's really been on our heart to really just raise them up to be leaders and to be able to see the the value in themselves and the things that that God has called them to do. And so um, we really feel like it's time that they raise up and they step into those positions, you know? Um, and so that's, I, I, you know, like that's, um, our heart and that's kind of probably the, the, the biggest thing is just for the leaders, for, for the people to just see the value and the things that God has called them to do, that God wants to use them and for them to be able to step out and do that. If it's, you know, to, to share with their family, you know, to have the courage to share with their family or at work or, stand up for um, their faith and what God's word says, you know, when it's hard um, to be able to have that boldness to do that, you know, even if they are a minority and even if, you know, they're looked down on, but to be able to have that boldness and courage to do that. That's so good. And how can we pray for you guys? Oh, yeah, if you could just pray for us. This has been a crazy year um, with uh, my... Um, uh, sudden medical condition. It's it's really kind of like you know caused us to 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 you know have to stop and and you know re refocus a lot of things. I guess you could say with um this brain tumor, and um, right now I'm just mainly being monitored to to see. You know, I had surgery in August. Um, where they found the brain tumor, and I was losing my vision, and um, praise the Lord that once they did the surgery, my vision came back, and so, but they weren't able to get all of it, and so they're just monitoring it, and making sure that, you know, it doesn't continue to grow at this point, so, um, and then just trying to handle ministry, and our, you know, things from, you know, here uh, from the U.S., and all the way to Indonesia. And now Chris is actually in Indonesia and then I'm here. Um, and so, you know, just those different dynamics that it's, you know, it's just not always easy. So maybe just pray for God's peace uh, for us in this season um, and that Absolutely. he would just continue to to give us wisdom and to keep, continue to speak to us and show us, you know, what are the next steps and so that we can, you know, stay um, – just hearing from him and following, you know exactly in the the ways that he's calling us to. So good. It is our joy to pray for you guys. <laughs> oh, so. you guys are so great. We're so we we're so grateful for you and and for your missions team and for the Asbury Church. I mean, you've supported us for all these years, and it really it really has meant the world. And um, like I said before, there's so many times that we would be over there in Indonesia and it feels so far away and it feels so alone and just knowing that you're here and that you guys have been behind us and is really just it it, it, I mean like words can't even describe how much that means uh really and so we love you and and we just love this church you're just such a a generous church and and just such a faithful church and so we're so so thankful for you guys for sure.
2: Thank you. We're definitely thankful for you and Chris and your family and all that you're doing and um, there, and then all that you're modeling for us too, you know, and showing us um, what it what it looks like to take that step of faith when you don't know what that next step even looks like, but just being willing and just to, just to pay attention to those nudges.
0: Aww.
1: So
2: good. <laughs> yeah, y'all are awesome.
1: So, would you, um, I guess, say a blessing over the listeners in yeah. your language?
0: Yeah, okay? oh, in our language. Yes. Okay, okay. It's been a while since I spoke, but I would love to. Okay. okay. Uh, Tuhan Yesus, kami berdoa, kami uh, minta sama Tuhan uh, bisa memberkati sama gereja ini, semua-semua uh, yang dengar dengan uh, uh, percakapan ini yang kita uh, ada hari ini. Uh, Tuhan kami berdoa bahwa kalau ada orang yang uh, merasa Tuhan yang uh, berkata sama hatinya uh, Bahwa mereka bisa uh, menerima kata-kata itu Dan saya minta uh, Tuhan uh, memberkati mereka, uh, menolong mereka bisa berjalan uh, dengan kuat dengan engkau Terima kasih banyak Tuhan, uh, di dalam nama Yesus kami berdoa, amin
2: Amen. 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 Wow, so such a beautiful language. <laughs> that was great. Oh. So good. <laughs> so uh, one more quick question. How do you say blessing? Uh, berkat. Berkat? Berkat. 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 Yeah. berkat.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's a beautiful word.
0: Yeah. So if you say, uh, God bless you, you would say, Tuhan. Tuhan is Lord. Tuhan memberkati. Tuhan memberkati. Memberkati. Yeah. Nice. God bless you.
2: <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> and is that the language in Indonesia? Mm-hmm. The main yeah. language? Yeah.
0: Bahasa. Bahasa, Indonesia. yeah. Bahasa. So there's a universal language because it's like seventeen thousand islands. Oh. But each um like tribe or people group have their own dial have their own language. Tribal language. Yeah, yeah. tribal language. So most Indonesians, I mean, are I mean they're so smart and most yes. know like <laughs> three and four languages. So you know, and then I'm like struggling with English. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, <yes. Same. laughs>
1: Relatable. Uh, well, thank but, you so
0: much. Oh, thank you, guys. So it's been a
2: joy to talk with you today. Thank you. Yeah,
0: thank you, guys. To learn more about how Carrie and Chris are sharing God's love to the people of Indonesia, visit slash international dash missions.